Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome and listen in to a radio station where... It's controlled chaos. Stop in the IE and the world on 1050 AM KCAA. NBC News Talk Radio. Controlled chaos, or is it pure chaos? For me, it's no sleep, going out of my mind chaos. KCAA 1050 AM, 106.5, 102.3 FM in the Inland Empire. Good morning, everybody. Gary Garver on no sleep once again, because my brother wakes me up at 4 o'clock in the morning once again, going, Gare, Gare. I can't sleep. Gare, I just want to let you know I'm trying to sleep, but I can't sleep. I'm like, okay, Scott, my life is a effing nightmare. <laughs> and then I get up around, well, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. Make him melted cheese on toast at 5 a.m., uh, get him his weed around 5.30, and then head out to the studio at 6 a.m. So um, if you think your life is torture, try mine. Just just come over here for a couple days. I'll... I'll Listen, I'll trade you out. I'll trade you out any just for two days. You can take it for two days. How about a day? I mean, it is crazy. I got to get him some new medication um, because I don't know. This stuff is not working, and he's getting a little worse. And it is a, it's sad, especially during the holidays to see your younger brother go through this. And uh, you know, it's it's very very tough. But uh, I'm trying to get through it. I'm trying to make it through it and continue doing the controlled chaos radio show. Um, I have a special guest in here. She doesn't really want to talk. I'm just going to put her on the spot for like a minute or two. But uh, it's my great mom. I talk about her all the time. In fact, I reference her all the time on the radio show. And uh, I'm actually taking her home um, right after the show because she can't stand being around Scott and I anymore. It's my mom, Seti. Mom, how are you? <laughs> Good hey, Gary. Good morning. Hey, thanks for uh, coming in. I know you, you hate being on my radio show. Yes, you, I do. I know. You, you don't like speaking on the show at all. You don't like... In fact, this is like only the... I don't think you've ever been on my radio show in person. I think this is the first time ever. I had to con her into it because she just doesn't like being on the mic and, and being a part of my radio show, which is sort of sad because, you know, I, I'd like to have some memories when, you know, w- whether you or I go, at least... 
we'll be able to talk to each other from heaven. You know, I don't know who's going to go first. Maybe it might be me, Mom. I might, I might be going. I know you're 82, but you know, I'm on the brink. I'm telling you. <laughs> Anyways, well, thanks for coming in. And I, I just want to say, you know, um, we're going through a lot right now with Scotty, and it is tough, and I'm trying to do the best I can for him. And I know that, you know, it's hard for you because you're 82 and you can't really take care of him anymore. And you had a stroke a couple of years ago, a minor one. Thank God it was a, a minor one, right? right you know, thank God, God for that. So, um, But I know it's, it's tough, and I know we're, we're going through a lot, and I just want to, you know, tell you how much I love you, and I know we've gone through a lot together and uh we're still fighting the good fight right we're still we're still above ground we are every day is a good day above ground exactly exactly and we had a nice thanksgiving i mean thanksgiving was very cool last year i was telling the listeners last year about how you know like three days before um thanksgiving rolled around that you were walking you know i, I picked you up and you were walking just in my hallway and you just fell out of the blue and you couldn't move uh you couldn't move for what about three weeks? Yeah, it was terrible. It was. It was terrible. And we thought, you know, we, we thought you might have actually like broke a rib, or not broke a rib, but broke a, a hip or something like that. And we actually took you. I took you to the emergency hospital, like, not the like a couple days later. Yeah. And thank God, thank God, it was just a pulled groin muscle. But I mean, it really was bad. So last Thanksgiving, um, I basically, I never made a turkey before. I never made stuffing, yams. I'd never done anything like that. You always did it. Right. You always took care of it. So um, last year, I actually wheeled you in. <laughs> I had a chair that has wheels on it. Cause I basically had to wheel you around. Remember, I was wheeling you everywhere. Like when I had to, like when we got, uh, had to put you in the car to take you to the. Yeah, you wheeled me to the hospital. I had to wheel no, you. I had to take you yeah, to the car. I had to wheel you to the car. I had to take a chair and wheel you out there to the hospital, and then wheel you back up. And then you know Thanksgiving morning, I wheeled you over into the kitchen because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So you were telling me how to make the turkey and make the stuffing and cut this up and do this and do that. And I did pretty good, didn't I? It was delicious. She did a great job, Gary. You really did. Well, thank you. Thank you. So it was that was very interesting. So that was the first Thanksgiving I ever cooked. And I was pretty proud of myself because I did make a pretty good meal. It was delicious. It was all right. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't great. It was, all, it was good. It was better than this year. No, I thought no. I thought this year was better, Mom. Mom, you okay. made the turkey. Come on. Don't, <laughs> don't say that. So anyways, this year, me and Mom sort of combined uh, making the Thanksgiving uh, dinner. You actually, like... We helped with the turkey, and you basically made the stuffing. I cut up some stuff, and I and the yams. You did sort of the yams, and I did the um, the green bean uh, casserole, which came, I thought the green bean casserole came out way better this year than last year. Yeah, yeah, you're you're good at that. I don't know how to make that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the second time I've made it. I, you know, because I like that. I mean, my, yeah. your your sister, my aunt Barbara, she when we had the Thanksgiving right. dinners with Nana and Papu and the family and Uncle Earl, you know, your your brothers and all that uncle bob god rest his soul in fact i think it's like the anniversary of him passing away i think it was about a year ago yeah it was uh i think it was a year ago today actually that he uh, he passed yeah, he on passed away, yeah, yeah my, my he, darling brother yeah he was a good dude he was a nice guy he passed on well how old was he 71 or 72 72 as, 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 when same age as my dad died um but uh, he passed away a, a year ago at this time yeah and uh, but we used to have some great thanksgivings over in glendale and all the family would get together and you know, it was, it was a really a lot of fun. And then I'd go hang out at uh, Nana's place. You know, she would pick me up or take me, you know what I mean? Do you want to stay? Of course I would do, Nana. Come, please, give me a break. You know, yeah. can I get away from Scott? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this year, I thought, that, I thought the Thanksgiving dinner was really nice. And, nice. And, um, and then afterwards, and, you know, I had been drinking some wine. I bought, bought some wine from uh, Paso Robles. So I, I cracked 
a whole bottle of wine. I drank, I think I drank two bottles of wine that that day. Uh, maybe a couple beers too. You know, I, you know how I like to drink, right? Well, you don't do so much anymore. I don't, right? I no. used to drink pretty heavy. You don't, you don't drink hardly, and you don't smoke even weed anymore. I don't even, right? I used to smoke no, weed all the time. You used to, right? Don't I don't smoke any weed at home at I all. I haven't seen you smoke any. No. Right? Well, I, I think on, on on Thanksgiving I took one bong hit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't smoke weed anymore. And I, and I used, to, but I used to drink heavy, didn't oh, I? Oh, you were terrible. I was terrible, wasn't I? You'd, you'd get lost. You wouldn't know where you were at half the time we call me and say i'm on las vegas boulevard well remember that one yeah we're we're in las vegas Boulevard. i'm not sure <laughs> i was at the denny's remember i know i was at the Denny's. so yeah mom used to live there's two instances where mom saved my ass uh because i was such a party i was crazy when i was in my 20s well i thought i was gonna die i was i was like jim morrison i always thought myself as jim morrison of the doors you know and just that crazy you know rock and roll cocaine oh, you know yes. the all whole really thing. good things all, all, the, all, the, all, all the great things, really great all, things all, all those yeah. great things that's yeah. why i think i'm in better shape now than i ever have been because i don't do any of that stuff no, you anymore don't. No, you don't. but uh anyway so I, one to my mom was living in vegas at the time you had a, how long did you live in las vegas for Oh, gosh, off and on, I don't know. About like, seven years? Oh, longer than that. Ten years? About ten like, years. About ten years. So anyways, I, and my dad lived there for a couple of years. So I went to go visit. I don't know if I was visiting you or dad or whatever. Um, but anyways, I got completely smashed. And I don't know where I was, but I woke up on uh, the Strip, and I had no clue where I was at. And I was at a Denny's. I remember waking up, and there was a, I was right next to that big Denny's right there on the Strip. And I called Mom. I go, Mom. Uh, I don't know what's going on here, but <laughs> can you come pick me up? <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember. We finally found you, and then, then we went over and had breakfast over at, uh, where was it, the Sands, the Riviera. Yeah, well, we had breakfast you're, after that, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you are laughing about bagels and cream cheese. Oh, I was? Oh, I was yeah. laughing? Oh, I don't yeah. even you remember. Were crazy, yeah. I was crazy. I was still drunk, though, right? Oh, yeah. I was, I, I was crazy, man. Yeah, we went and ate after that. I don't even remember that. I just remember you picking me up, but we did. We went over and oh, ate we at the Riviera. Ate, yeah. <laughs> You have a better memory than I do. I had no clue about that one. And then, uh, that, so you saved my ass there. And then the other time I remember, I was, remember uh, you were living in the valley at the time, and I went to the Trist on Parthenia in Tampa, and I, I passed out right there on Parthenia and like Reseda Boulevard, right on the street. And I called, I don't know, I got to a phone, I called you, I said, hey, can you come and pick me up? And, uh, you came and picked me up there too, so I want to thank you. And I, I'm so sorry that I caused you so much havoc in the in my 20s. I was I was crazy, wasn't I? Well, you were you drank too much. Yeah, you definitely drank too much. But thank God you're you know you're not like that now. No, I don't. I don't and I used to. Well, I used to do lots of cocaine, and, and I was I was terrible. I used to freebase cocaine, and and uh, you had a couple of friends that died. I did. Yeah. I did. I had a, a terrible days. Yeah, with the drugs. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? It's crazy because I, I I only had like a, a period of it. You know, I mean, I didn't really get into it. I did, I did for a couple of years. You know, I mean, I got into it for a couple of years, free base and cocaine. Hey, did you ever try free base and cocaine? No. Uh, good. You, 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 ask Richard Pryor. God rest his soul. Believe me, it's a, it's it's a it's it. Once you try it, you know, it's you like it. Let's put it that way. I, I doubt it. it. Uh, I well, doubt no, it. you wouldn't like you wouldn't like it because you're not like that. You, no. you don't you don't like even drinking or anything. No, like that. I don't drink. You don't drink or you, once in a while you have a shot of tequila though. Tequila is the only thing that I'll have a shot. Of yeah, there. once in a while you have a, a shot of tequila and all that. But you know, yeah, th those were my twenties. You know, and I thought and I was like in this rock and roll craziness, and I was dealing marijuana, I was dealing weed, and that's how I really that's how I started my radio career was dealing weed. Remember, and then you know, and and that it got me into KLSX. I mean, that's what got me. At, well, you, were, you weren't living with him when you were dealing weed. 
I don't think. No, I wasn't living with you. No, yeah, no, no. I was, I, was, I was living on Burbank and Reseda. Yeah, I had yeah. an apartment. 18614 no. Burbank Boulevard. Yeah, you weren't living with me. No, I was, no, I wasn't living with you. No, no. You would, you, you know, you would, I wouldn't have liked that. No, you would have you would thrown me out, uh, definitely. <laughs> if I was doing that. But the, the thing is, is that, you know, yeah, I was dealing with weed. No, no, I was, that was back in the mid to late 80s. The mid to late 80s, from like 85 to like 91, that's when my, my major dealing weed and I dealt cocaine and, and, and did all this stuff and I had people coming in and out. And you know why I quit, right? You know, I, I did a cold turkey. Remember what happened to me? I, I got caught in a drug raid. Yeah, that's what I heard. Remember? Yeah. That's what you heard. That's like, what you said. That's what I told you. Yeah, so like in 91, I went to go um, score some, some weed from uh, my buddy Chris, a couple ounces. We used to do the deals on... Uh, on the golf course because we both played golf so we, he would just bring a couple ounces of weed onto the golf course right and then we just do the deal like on the sixth hole or eighth hole or whatever and you know he give me the weed and i give him the money and boom nobody's going to know please it's on the golf course it's as safe as can be so this time i had to go over to his place because i was out and he wasn't there and his father was there his girlfriend was there and his roommate were there and we're watching boxing also and all of a sudden boom crack open the, 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 I mean, they broke open the door, like eight sheriffs came in with their, with their, you know, their guns blazing, you know, and I'm like, you know, if everybody freeze, I'm like, holy ass, oh my God. So they, um, you know, they handcuffed all of us, the father, the girl, everybody, they handcuffed <laughs> everybody, right? And Chris wasn't there at the time, and they, they went through my pockets, and I had like $600 cash to get the weed, and he goes, what's this for? And I go, oh, I just went to the bank, you know, and he's like, do you have a receipt? I go, yeah, it's in my car. He goes, you better. And I'm like, oh, my God. So for, 40, for, for 45 minutes, I sat there. They brought Chris in about 20 minutes later. They found Chris over at, like, an auto parts store. So they brought him in, right? And we're like, oh, Jesus. Like, what's going to happen here? So, like, 45 minutes. They're tearing through the place and all that. And uh, they arrest Chris. They arrest his roommate because they found cocaine in his roommate's room. And they start, you know, they let, let the let the uh, father go, let the girlfriend go, and they said, "What about this guy?" And they pointed to me, and I said, and, I, and I'm, uh, during the forty-five minutes, I'm going, "Please, God, you get me out of this. If you get me out of this, I'll never deal drugs again. I'll never do anything again. I will do, you know." And I had long hair at the time and all that. And I said, "Please, please, if you get me out of this, I'll never do do drugs or deal drugs ever again." And guess what they say? The guy goes, oh, what do you want to do about this guy? Oh, let him go. He's just watching the fights. You know what happened? I, I said, oh, my God, thank you, God, thank you, God. I moved out of my place in Burbank on, in Reseda. Yeah. I cut my hair and moved back to Westlake Village to see to, with Dad. <laughs> I was just like, I'm out of it, man. And that was the last time I ever dealt uh, weed and, and did anything, did anything. And I rarely do any weed anymore, smoke weed or anything. But that was the truth. That's what happened. Oh, I was, good. I've, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, you have been. I, I've been pretty damn lucky, you know, as far as that thank goes. God. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out. Listen, you're going to hang out with me on the show. I'm not going to put you on the spot. But I will ask you a few questions about certain things. Uh, specifically, I want to ask you if you think Eric Swalwell really farted on, on, on. Well, listen, we'll listen to the tape, and then you, you decipher whether Eric Swalwell really cut a fart on national TV. Okay. okay? Uh, it is Controlled Chaos. I'm here with my mom, Seti. <laughs> and we'll be back for more chaos. Isn't it nice to be able to talk to your mom about your cocaine days? It's so great. All right, we'll be back after this. These two fools read the newspaper and laugh. Well, at least one of them can read. Oh, Controlled Chaos. 
Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying lower-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Hi, this is Kimberly Meredith. As a spiritual healer, I'm often asked, Kimberly, can I be healed? The answer is, with God, anything is possible. And yes, you can be healed through the power of God. Your friends and family can be healed. Even animals can be healed. Please visit thehealingtrilogy.com to learn more about my process and my services. My office is located in Sherman Oaks. I offer intuitive medical scans and psychic surgery for you and your loved ones. At The Healing Trilogy, we treat adults, children, and animals. We offer medical scans, mediumship counseling, cold laser acupuncture, cold laser therapy, holistic health, nutritional plans, and many other services. We also have meditation CDs, and I Skype around the world on Fridays. Sign up for my newsletter, and you'll receive a free CD. You'll also be informed about my upcoming healing events. Log on to thehealingtrilogy.com. Bless you. I'm Jim O'Hare. I'm here to help raise awareness for Catacil, a genetic disorder that affects 1 in 25,000 people. Catacil can cause strokes in young adults, leading to memory loss and dementia. Patients may experience migraines with aura and mood disorders as early as 20 years old. Presently, Catacil is being underdiagnosed and often misdiagnosed as MS or some other neurological disorder. So please visit curecatacil.org and learn more about this devastating disease and learn what you can do to help find a cure. Right what then. do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. I don't drink. Uh, and can I stay on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I can't. I'm very embarrassing. I'm not sorry. I, I don't cannot. Come in here. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I, me. I, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't want to do a thing, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. I, I don't promise. Want to. Please sit there. Please. Mm -hmm. One minute. No, I, ask I can't. You, go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Hey, come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing stay. you. First it's just all, that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a fight with me in the hall. Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children, please come in. 
on everything. I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling you, very uncomfortable right please now. Please come in now and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my Why jacket, you can go. Why you touch my breast? Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. But come on. Are you please. used to that? Yes, come in. Because no, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on. Sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. That's right, it's the second coming of Gary Garvin. Alright, it is Control Chaos, KCAA, also iHeartRadio, W4CY.com and K4HD.com. I'm Gary Garver, sitting here with my mom for the first time ever in all the years I've been doing my radio shows, spanning how long, 30 years, SETI Garver with me. Hanging out and uh, mom, um, what? Listen, this Harvey Weinstein thing. Uh, let me ask you know, you were a good-looking lady. I mean, you're you're still a good-looking lady. I mean, but you're really, really hot when you were younger. Did you ever get sexually harassed by anybody? Um, you're tempted to, but they knew that you know I would I just totally be rude or turn but, off, or they would they knew that. How about they, they maybe like grab your? Didn't Elvis Presley grab your ass or something no, like that? No, he, he oh. put his <laughs> arm around me. Oh, he put his arm around yeah, you. Yeah, and he he lied to me. I was a usher at the Grauman's Chinese. Hold on, you were an usher at the Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, about seventeen. Seventeen, because you grew up in the San Fernando in Valley, North Hollywood. in North Hollywood, went to North Hollywood High. So we're Old Valley, right? I mean, we are Old Old right. Valley. And uh, so, so Elvis, what? So hold on, you're you're 17 and you're an usher at Grauman's Chinese Theater, and what El Elvis is watching? Is it one no, of his well, movies no, or what? No, he came in with uh, with a lady. Okay. And sat down at my aisle, and I sat him down. He sat at the end. Uh huh. And so, as I was walking up and down the aisle, he'd reach out and grab my pant leg. Really? Oh yeah. He and liked, he and you like you like that though, right? Well, I mean, I'll, it's Elvis Presley for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Harvey Weinstein doing no, that. No. Now, if Harvey Weinstein would have done that, you might have like tripped out a little bit the, no, because he looks like. The I couldn't believe it. I'm walking all of a sudden. I feel him pulling, pulling, wrenching over and pulling my my pant leg. And, and what did he say? Say anything to you, or did he just well, like, no, he smile? Out, no, yeah, he smiled. He, he smiled. Yeah, that's cool. Elvis is a good guy, huh? Yeah, he was very sweet. He yeah. came out in the lobby too, and we're talking to all of us, and put his arm around me. Really? Yeah, he pulled me over and put his arm around me. He liked me. That's too bad that you know what? But, I mean, because he guys... was leaving. He was leaving for Europe. Oh, was he? Yeah. For, like a tour or something like that? Well, or? No, no, he was he was in the service. Oh, he, oh, he was leaving for the service. Yeah. Oh, that's when he was going to the service. Yeah, he was okay. right and he had he had been I guess in a movie he was all dressed up in a beautiful outfit and when he came in. Yeah, it's too bad he that He was gorgeous. He was really sweet to everybody. He was a real nice guy, huh? Oh, yeah, he, he everybody came on when he came in the lobby. He, he was he was nice to everybody. Elvis. Really? Oh, darling. I pulled on the pant leg there and uh, I wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a little 
little uh, cranberry sauce on there. You like me. <laughs> you like cool. my looks. Uh, well, yeah, you're hot, man. I mean, Mom, you you were smoking hot. I mean, you're still good looking. At 82, you're still great looking. Well, but I'm just saying, you are for for 82 years old. You're still very, very beautiful. Uh, back in um, the day, I mean, you're really, really hot. Uh, you know, did, so you, you you would just like would would turn these guys off, like said, hey man, get off of me. Yeah, or, they they just they, knew. They, they I just worked knew. in a men's gym. I I I managed a Vic Tanny and a Jack. That's right. Gym, that's right. And I worked with guys all the time. Yeah. They they knew. And they never. They, they knew. They knew. You, you know, they knew. They knew not to screw with they you. They knew. Yeah, that's right. You were one of the first people. I mean, my mom was one of the first people that worked at a gym because back then in the in the fifties. Work, working at a gym or working out was considered like you know you. What well, Rick, was it? Vic Tanny was a man that started it. In but California. but what was what was uh, working out? It was it was considered unmanly or something, or you know, it screw up your your muscles or something like that. Yeah, there was all you know. They thought it was weird. That it was that women especially would work. But out. even guys working out back then, I mean, it wasn't wasn't cool to work out to go no, to a gym and work out, right? It wasn't. No, cool. It was just like body. They thought only bodybuilding. Only body. Only yeah. If you wanted to build big muscles, and right. they were sort of like a, like a little shaky. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I they knew and you knew Joe Gold? Yeah, I knew all of them. Really? Uh, uh, wow. Weed, what's Wielder? Or what, the, what the hell's the guy's name? Joe Weeder or whatever? Yeah, the, I met him, but I didn't know You didn't know, well. but you knew Joe Gold from Gold's Gym, oh, yeah, huh? he worked for me. Joe Gold uh, yeah, worked I was, for you? Yeah, I was 18 years old, or 19 when I ran the gym, and he, he was one of the salespeople there. I knew Joe real well. Wow, how about Jack LaLanne? Oh, yeah, oh, Jack LaLanne asked me out. Jack Lane asked you he out. Yeah, we went to a meeting once. Yeah, really, because yeah. I know when we were kids. I mean, you worked at the Jack Lanes on in Van Nuys. Yeah, I worked for yeah for, for right. Yeah, Jack Lane in, in Reseda. In Reseda, but there wasn't one in Van Nuys too, or no? It yeah. was in Reseda. Was it in Reseda? That was in Reseda. Because I remember picking you up. I remember going there and and picking you up. And uh, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I would go right. to my, with our yeah. I loved the gym business. Yeah, you were in it for great. a long time. Imperial Health Spa and Downey. I mean, you did it for many, many years. I think that's maybe that's. And you were a good. You always ran and kept yourself in great yeah. shape. I mean, you always were in great shape. And I think that's one of the reasons. And Scott got you know, God bless him. I mean, he became a personal trainer. You know, Jack Lane was a sweet person. Too. Yeah, I interviewed he was, Jack he Lane. He was totally for real. Yeah, I interviewed Jack Lane, and he told me I asked him about his work. He was like ninety-two at the time. I asked him about his work. He says, "Consistently do it. Don't just stop." He goes, "I, I go. What's the secret to your work?" I goes, "I never stop. I constantly work. I, I, I stop for maybe a minute and then start lifting again." And I've taken that philosophy into my training too, because I think that's one of the reasons. Because you were into the gym business and, and always physically fit, and that, I think that's one of the reasons I love working out and physically fit. In fact, I took a on uh, on Thanksgiving, remember yeah, Thanksgiving yeah, morning did. before I got you know loaded. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was cool. Now, that, 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 I mean, and mom, you've you've been around for many many years here in the San Fernando Valley, and and now you live in a. The Cathedral City out yeah, there, uh, you know, at a, a nice little uh, senior home, which is very cool. I mean, you're one of the you're one of the few lucky ones. I mean, you're actually very lucky that, you know, you're taking care of that way. Yeah. You know, that's very cool. Okay, listen, I want to I want to get into this a little bit. All right, this is now. Hold on, you're you're a staunch Democrat. Are you still? St my, my mom was a staunch Democrat. I mean, I remember growing up. I mean, you know, my dad was total Republican. I mean, you guys were totally opposites, but yeah. let, we don't have to get into that. But my mom was a complete Democrat, right? I mean, you vote, you voted Democrat your whole life, haven't you? Absolutely. Have you ever voted for a Republican? One time. Who? I voted for um, Barry Goldwater Jr. For, for president? No, for... Uh, Senator? 
someone in, in in the valley he was running for something in the valley i can't remember i met him on the street oh you met barry goldwater junior junior the kid the kid okay he's you know, really but, nice yeah yeah in fact uh you know my buddy i voted for uh, him you voted for him that was okay. the only that's the only problem you ever voted right. not senior but barry goldwater junior. yeah he voted he was he was a congressman he was a congressman. he was a congressman here in in the san fernando valley but anyway, so, I mean, let me ask you something, okay? Uh, you voted Democrat your whole life. In fact, I mean, you wrote Richard Nixon during Watergate. I mean, how many, how many, my mom, I mean, when I got home from school. The Watergate was over the Vietnam War. Oh, it was over the Vietnam War? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was over Watergate. No, no. I thought you were trying to get him to resign and stuff well, like that. Well, uh, that's when I wrote the Washington Post. You, you wrote the Washington Post? I wrote Post. 50 postcards of the Washington Post in different names and, and mailed them all over the city. Let him know that we wanted him to, them to continue the story on Richard Nixon. Oh, really? Oh, I thought it, I thought you wrote it to the White House. Mm. No, oh, I wrote okay. it to the Washington Post. Oh, okay. And you I know, know what? That. I've never read a Washington Post newspaper yet. Really? So, so hold on, but so you, but you wrote the White House for the Vietnam War then? Yeah. Okay. I see. No, I got it, was, it was for to go after Richard Nixon. At that point, I wrote a lot of letters during the Vietnam War. I didn't go out on the streets, okay? Right. Because I didn't, didn't trust protest. the government. Right. I, didn't, I didn't trust the government. Well, at people all. get, you know, look at Kent State, people get shot yeah. and arrested, and God knows what they would do. So you basically just wrote. I used to wrote letters to all the different congressmen and opposing the Opposing, opposing the, the, the Vietnam, Vietnam War. Absolutely. Okay. And, and Richard Nixon and his, his and role. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nixon. Okay. Well, why, Richard why, Nixon, why, I never I liked it. I didn't do a damn thing, study. What the hell are you talking about? What did I do? I just no, taped my, my... I was just stupid acid. I taped myself. I just taped myself. You know, when I was in a drunken rage like your son used to be. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Mom has My mom's going to be like, you're nuts, Gary. But anyway, so, so I... Well, listen, I thought I was... Because when we were growing up, we had Watergate... I mean, now the impeachment of Trump and all this. I mean, but Watergate was on day and night, day and night on our TV. I mean, I couldn't watch cartoons. I couldn't watch. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, come on, right? It was. I have to admit, Mom, it was a little maddening. Absolutely. But but it, it taught me. It taught me a lot. I mean, I, I got into it. I think that's one of the reasons I'm into government and all this stuff. You know, what I mean, I was always a big history guy too. But you know, I, I was sort of intrigued by it even at uh, I was like 11 years old. But you were like, told, I mean, you were. I was obsessed. You were obsessed with it. I was you? obsessed with the Vietnam War, stopping it. New people that were being killed and for nothing. Yeah, I mean, and it turned out you're absolutely right. I mean, it was for nothing. And these poor guys, these poor veterans now, even nowadays, I mean, the veterans at Vietnam War, and I feel bad for the veterans of the Vietnam War because they were uh, looked down upon, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, how did you feel about the veterans? Well, I mean, what really shocking was I was in Las Vegas at a bar with my friends, and there was a guy sitting next to me, and he mentioned that he was in the Vietnam War. He did a lot of things, and I said, I said, hey, thank you so much for doing that. God bless you that you survived. And he gave me a real strange look. I said, what's wrong? And he said, lady, you're the first person that's ever thanked me. Yeah. I said, are you kidding? He said, I am not kidding you. Yeah, no, I believe you. It's very and sad. I, and I called, I called my sister-in-law, 
because she was younger than me and she knew people in Vietnam and I told her, she said, I'm calling everybody right now and thanking them. Yeah. Well, that was the beginning of the thank you after they were being treated like dirt when they came home. That, yeah, absolutely. That was I mean, really that's tough. when I really didn't want to be an American. Really? That day, I thought, I wish I was not an American for How? them to do that to those veterans. Yeah, when did, when did that come to your, when was this, when was this? This is when they, the end of the war and they came home. Oh, this at the end of the war, this was at the end of the, so this was like in the 70s that this went down. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Wow, well, it, it was pretty sad, and it, it's sad to, to this day that the veterans don't get treated the way they should be treated by our government, you know, and I, I talk about it all the time on the show, like, they'll give them a standing ovation at a ball game or at Congress, and then what about the next day? What happens to them? Are they still homeless? I mean, no veteran should be homeless, no veteran should go without health care. No veteran should go without a job. I mean, these people fought for our country. They laid their ass on their line on the line for us, and it's it's sad. It's a sad state that they have to go through this. Okay, listen. Let's do some. Let's do something fun. So, anyways, moms, and, and what? Oh, that, before we do that, what about Trump? What do you? What's what's your take on Trump? Well, I can understand why people liked him when they voted for him. He yeah, he's the only one that had any guts to tell the truth about a lot of things that people were upset about in this country. How'd you feel about Hillary Clinton? Well, I mean, Hillary's a very lovely, sharp woman, but you know what? She, you know, first of all, NAFTA was a very bad thing when they, when 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 uh, Clinton signed it. President she, Clinton. It, President Clinton signed it. And then she went out and tatted him and closed some of our factories. Even Obama said that. I mean, no, no, no. We have to protect this country. So, I mean, so I don't, I don't dislike Hillary at all, but she, you know, but there's some things that I don't approve of them that they did. And what know? about Trump? What do you think about Trump? Honestly. Well, besides his orange hair <laughs> and his outrageous comments, and his, do you like him tweeting? Do you like the president tweeting? Yeah, I think I do. Oh, you do? Do actually, I do because really? you know why? You know where he's coming from. At okay. least you know where his mind is. Okay. okay. Right. Before we don't see, we see the president now and then they come and they look. I just think the presidency should be a little bit, bit above. The well, tweeter. maybe his tweets are a little weird. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I just always but, felt that president should be a little higher. But at least you know. But you, well, you know where he's at anyway. You know where he's coming from. That's right. Okay. Exactly. So right. I don't mind him tweeting at all. All right. Know. So is there? Let me ask you something. Is there anybody in in the Democratic Party that you look to vote for this year? Is there anybody that's like like a Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, any, who, is any Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas? I mean, who do, you, who do you like? I'm just curious. I mean, I don't I don't I, I don't know if I'm going to vote again this year because I didn't vote. Did you vote in 2016? Yeah, I did. You voted for Clinton, right? No, I didn't. You voted for Trump? I didn't vote for any any president. That's what I'm saying. So you voted, but you didn't vote for a Not president. Not for president. Okay. I didn't so, like either one. Of okay, them. neither did I. I didn't vote for either one of them, so we're on the same page there. But you did vote. I didn't even vote. And then and then Hillary voted for the Iraq War and. and and I think Bernie Sanders had the best answer for that. When I saw it, was it was um, what's his face? Mom, why are you pounding my table like that? You know, <laughs> can't think of his name. I had a stroke. Okay, um, I, I what's his name? The the one that the one that screwed everybody over. The, uh, the uh, movie of him. Uh, Cheney. Vice, yeah, Cheney. When he said, when I saw it was Cheney and Bush, he said, no way. So Bernie had the right answer. All right, do you me. like Bernie Sanders? I think he's a. Decent guy, yeah. You think he's a good guy? I okay. think he's a good guy. Okay, all right, well, listen, so is, is that somebody you I would don't vote? know. All right, you, you, the jury's out still for I you. Still you still don't know. know who, you like Biden? No. Yeah, I do, he's all right, He's too. all right, he's sort of like, but he's always, this is, this is, I don't know if he's no, all No, he's all right, he's, he's all, all right. right. Okay, well, we'll see. Well, anyways, you're not going to. I'm going to vote for somebody that's going to win. Are you going to vote for, you're not going to vote for Trump, though? 
I don't think so. Unless Hillary yeah. Clinton runs, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, let's get into this. Okay, hold on. I want to. You know, now you, you watch the know. you watch the impeachment hearings, right? You're into the, the impeachment hearings of Trump and all that, correct? Right. Okay. Eric Swalwell was the congressman here in California. Now there I is, like Eric Swalwell. All right. Well, let's let's see how much you like him here. Now I want I want you to tell me the truth. Now, you know, there's a big controversy. It's called Fartgate. Okay. So this is uh, Eric Swalwell on MSNBC, and I want you to tell me if you think that he really did this on, on the air, okay? Well, Chris, so far, the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> and the complaint that I've heard from Republicans all last week was that you don't have anyone who heard the call. Chris, so far, that, so the hold on, we'll play it one more time. It's uncontradicted that on. the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> Now, let me ask, do, do you think Eric Swalwell, he's denying it. Do, do you think he really farted on the air mom or not? Yes or no? Come on. Give it up. What do you think? I don't know. Oh, please. Did you, you, check out the video. Okay? He farted. Why doesn't the guy? Well, then, so so what? what? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I fart all the time. I've had, like, after this turkey dinner, man, I farted maybe 50 times in the last four days. Who cares? That's what we do. We're humans. And, by the way, mom, do you fart? No. Tip. Do you go number two? No. Oh, no. Mom, see, that's what all women say. They don't do it. Okay. It is Control Chaos. <laughs> I'm here with my mom, Sadie. I'm Gary Garver. We'll be back with more chaos right after this. NBC Talk Radio, 1050 AM, KCAA. This is Gary Garver, and I've written a book called Radio Blows. It's all about my career in the radio business, my time with the Howard Stern Show, and celebrity interviews, my top 10 cool celebrities, and my top 10 uncool celebrities. Here's a sample of a couple cool ones and a couple uncool ones. Make a citizen's arrest on me? Yeah, I'm gonna take this stuff here. Yeah? All right, I'm holding you. Call, yeah. get the marshal. We'll get the see. marshal. We'll see who's wrong. We'll see you who's wrong. get the marshal right now? We'll see who's wrong. Are you one of the scary morning people who are gonna ask horrible things? You got that look. Are you? Do I have that look? You do, you got the look like, watch me do something I would have been second grade. If you're forced into gay sex, who would you choose? I don't get forced into anything. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jack. If you're on a desert island and you had a choice of making love to Pamela Lee or Janet Reno, who would you choose? <laughs> That's a question I don't want to answer because my wife might be listening to the show. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> okay, Radio Blows, available now on Amazon, Amazon.com, and Kindle. Radio Blows, if you want to get in the radio business or find out the inner workings of radio, it's a must-read book. We make sure our gang members are positioned to sell the market short with the same ease as going long. So you join the gang for $39.95, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You decide when you join the gang of our membership group what you want to follow. So let's say you decide you want to start following gold. Okay, so let's say you're going to follow AU. By the way, we started to buy AU on May 30th. We're up 89%. We're there every day to tell our members what to do. At 2 o'clock, there's the video. Or if you want to be aggressive and you want to be a real trader, just come to my class every day from 9.30 to 11. That's your choice. If you get confused, you, you get a hold of us. We, you have your own personal coach, for God's sakes. And if you do exactly what we tell you in that video every day, you'll be making money consistently. For more information, go to philsgang.com or give us a call at 877-600-GANG. 877-600-4264. 877-600-4264. 
Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying lower-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. How you doing? This is Gary Garver. In today's society, the majority of people are not getting enough sleep. I know I'm not. If you're like me and having problems getting a good night's rest, whether it's health or stress-related, I have a solution for you, South Pacific Sleep Lab. South Pacific Sleep Lab will do an evaluation of your sleep pattern and will provide a comprehensive study so you can start getting a restful, peaceful night of sleep. They take all types of insurance, which will cover your cost of the evaluation, and they will even provide transportation to their offices at no cost to you. For more information, contact Tony at 310-999-1887. That's 310-999-1887. 1887. Tony even stays awake all night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can sleep better and rest easy. South Pacific Sleep Lab, start feeling better and getting a great night of sleep today. How you doing? I'm with CBS. How are you? Would you ever run for president? Nope. If Warren Beatty is elected president, would you attend one of his Meet the Interns parties? I'm not sure what that means. Do you consider yourself a failure? Uh, no, do you? No. Okay. Are you getting laid a lot? W- where are you from? CBS Radio, iMark TV. Really? And you're asking stupid questions like these? Yeah. I wonder why. How often do you masturbate? Why do you ask stupid questions when you have access to the media that people theoretically listen to to become educated? Have you ever had a gay sex fantasy? Are you just an idiot? Have you ever smoked marijuana? Are you just a fool? I mean, is there anything more to you than insane, kind of empty-headed questions? Have you ever tried Viagra? Evidently not. Thanks. Controlled chaos. NBC Talk Radio, KCAA, 1050 AM. The man that Howard Stern fired. And oh, Fat James, didn't you say that re- earlier in the show? That's right. It's the Blood second Fat James. of Gary Garvin. Did you ever meet Fat James, Mom? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was darling. Yeah, yes, he, was, he was darling. God rest his soul. Darling guy. God rest his soul. Anyways, it is Control Chaos for a Tuesday morning. I'm Gary Garver here with my ma. Ma! Gare! Ma! Please. <laughs> Please, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sadie Garver, uh, we're having a good time here. The first time my mom's ever done my show in my entire radio career, which spans, can you believe it, Mom? 35 years now? Yeah, it's a long time. Is that crazy? Yeah. 35 years. I went to Columbia School of Broadcasting back yeah. in 1981. Yeah. You know, that was, it's, yeah, it, was, it was wild, huh? Yeah. And remember, there's, there's one instance in my career that my mom was a big part of. 
I want to say it real quick, and then I'm going to play a, an interview. It was when I was working for Interview. Now, that was a production company that put together rock shows, rock and roll shows, and then top 40 shows. It was like the history of rock and the history of, like, um, you know, top 40 radio. And I worked there for three years. That was that was really my first break into radio back in 1986 here in Los Angeles. Because I moved the first time, my first gig was in South Lake Tahoe. You were living in Tahoe at the time. Right. Remember? And I got a job. My first gig was in Sparks, Nevada, Reno, Nevada. I lasted about a month there. I was homesick. I was 24 years old. I didn't have a car. I was busting everywhere. I was living, living in one room, sharing a kitchen with three other guys. And I'm like... What am I doing? This is crazy, you know. And it was making like five bucks an hour. I was working ten hours. A week. I was making fifty bucks a week, you know. Like, what the hell? Am I? I, was, I was just so jacked up to get my first radio paying gig. This was like nineteen eighty five, and it lasted about a month. And I went back home to live with dad. And then you're living in Tahoe. And then I sent some tapes up to uh, a couple stations in South Lake Tahoe, K Tahoe, five ninety K Tahoe, and they hired me. And you yeah. were living right off of Ski Run Boulevard, right? You were working right. where? At uh, Tahoe Seasons? The Tahoe Seasons Resort at Heavenly Valley. Right at Heavenly Valley. Yeah. I mean, it was so beautiful, wasn't it? Beautiful. And you lived there for, what, about five years? Yeah. And and uh, I, I lived up there for a year. I, I, I lasted a year, and you allowed me to sleep on the couch, and I had such a great time. I had such a blast there. It was, thank you so much for allowing me to start my radio career there. And then I came back home, and then I was struggling for about, that was like 1985, 1986. I was sort of struggling for about a year. I was DJing parties. I really wasn't, couldn't get any jobs in, in radio anywhere. I was struggling. And then all of a sudden, I got this internship at this place called Interview, which Jim Ladd, my favorite DJ, rock DJ here in Southern California on KMET, he ran it. You know, he was, he was part owner of it. Um, I only saw him a couple times there. But anyways, I did an internship there, and then they hired me three months later, and I worked there for about three years. But back in 1989, and I used to, and I, this is how I used to deal. I used to deal weed to Jack Morris, who ran Interview. Okay, he had a bong on the table when I first interviewed with him, and then he he had friends. His friends were working at KLSX 97.1, the classic rock station. Damien and Mick McCabe was a production guy, and and Damien was on the air, and they're like, and, and Jack one day told me he says, hey. You know, because I had the killer weed in the valley. I mean, I had some really good stuff. It was like top grade Humboldt County stuff. And Jack goes, "Hey, would you like to go down to KLSX? These guys love your weed. You know, would you like to sell a couple eights to them?" I'm like, "Sure." So I went down there, and I got. That's how I got into KLSX. You know, but the crazy thing is, is that it was um, back in 1989. I had just started producing a door special with Mick, who's the production director at KLSX. I wasn't working at KLSX at the time, but I was hired to cut, like, tape, because that's what I did. I was cutting tracks over an interview. Like, vo they had voice, their voice tracks with a reel-to-reel -reel machine and stuff like that, and that's how I got good, and that's how eventually it all transformed into the Howard Stern show with cutting tracks. It was very strange how it, all, how it all played out, you know? But anyway, so... I'd been working there, and I just started working on this door special. I was working at Kelsex, just started, like, maybe two weeks into it. And, I, and Mom had never gone down to interview. It, it was in Beverly Hills. He had never gone down there. I go, hey, why don't you come down? No, what I was leaving. I was in town, but I was living in Dana Point at, at that time, and I was going to be late for work. I was selling timeshare at the um, uh, San Clemente and. Right. Sam Clemente Cove. Right, but what I'm saying is that you had never... I drove you down there. Yeah, you drove me, she drove me, she drove me to the, she drove me down there, she drove me down there, 
but and I wanted, but I wanted to show you where I work because right. you had never been there before. Right. Remember, you had right. never been to, to to interview. I said, hey, why don't you come in and check out the place? So she walks in, and then Jack comes in, and goes, hey Gary, I need to talk to you, and he closes the door and goes, hey, I've got to let you go, and they basically fired me or whatever, let me go or fire. He said, hey, we can't can't afford to keep you on anymore. And mom's sitting out right there, and I'm like, oh my god, you know. And I was just and like, I so, had to drive you home. Yeah, yeah, drive me home. But but remember what you, my, but I remember how, what, remember, I remember how bummed. I said to you. But remember how I was bummed out. We're going through the the the, the uh, cold water canyon or something like that. Yeah, drive me home, and I was like really bummed. I was like, wow, you know, I just lost my gig. And what'd you say to me? I said, Gary, one door closes, another door is open. And guess what? That door you, did open. You got a job at the doors. I got a job. Well, I had the job with the doors, doors, but then I got a job about a month later with KLSX, and then right. a couple of years later, I got the Howard Stern show, and the rest was history. So right. you know, when when somebody said when something bad happens to you, but I'll never forget that conversation that we had. Like you told me, say, "Hey, Gary, one door closes, another door opens," and sure enough, you're you're right on the dot there. That was amazing. Yeah, so thank I, I, I want to thank you for that. Well, you worked hard, Gary. You're a very hard worker. You know, you're really good, and plus you're reliable. You know, you're just you're just a good person. You're always there for your friends, always there for everybody. You're a wonderful human being, and I'm really proud to have you as my son. Well, thank you, Mom. I appreciate it. I try. I really do try. Well, I, I you mean, do. You do do it. If people need something, you're there. If they're moving, you're there to move, help them move. Whatever it is, you're there for them. they got to give me beer, though. I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess going to move them for, for free. they got to give me at least a six-pack. But pack you're a good soul. Well, thank you. I, you know, well, you know listen, I learned, I learned from you and Dad. I mean, wow. you guys taught me a lot of great lessons. I mean, you taught me how to treat people and treat people with respect and work hard. A great work ethic work ethic you know and and i really appreciate that because you really did teach me a lot of great lessons in life and to treat everybody equal no matter what they had or who they were or where they came from and, and that's a valuable lesson especially in in these days that people don't really treat each other with respect anymore right it's more of a me 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 generation right you know hey listen what would you ever think about my just just go, go since we're talking about my radio career when i went out there to do the the howard stern interviews because you're a big howard stern fan of course yeah i was a I loved Howard Stern. You loved Howard, okay. And so, what did you think of my? What did you think when I went out there and did those celebrity interviews? Did you ever cringe? Did you ever go, "Oh my God, Gary, how'd you ask that question?" Or did you did, did you ever freak out about any of that stuff? Well, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you were over at the house, and I and they would fax the questions over, and I could I said, "You're not going to ask this question," or you said, "Oh yeah, I am." I said, oh God, don't do it. Well, I had to. But you know, Gary, I remember when Howard's. You know, he was sending. A Christmas card and a gift. I was there when when he sent you that, and he sent you uh, his Christmas card and said, "Gary, you are my hero." So don't ever think that he didn't think that you were that you brought a lot to his show. Oh no, I, I, but I, he no. called you his hero. Well, I, I you know listen. I mean, the bottom line is that you know Howard put me on the map. I mean, he really put me on the map nationwide. And I appreciate that. I mean, we had a falling out, and you know, and I, you know, we, we, and, you know, the day in the life, and you know what I went through with that, trying to. Well, become yeah, that a, wasn't right. That you, you did give him that information, to, you know, and you were waiting for them. And then I remember when you said, finally, you said, did you ask Howard what he thinks? You let because they were just talking without talking to him, and I, and then he came on the air and was talking about, oh, it's a great this great show that we're going to have. Uh, 
day in the life. Day in, day in the life, uh, but he didn't. He didn't say it, it came from you. Yeah, in fact, I heard he, that. In show. fact, you called me. I heard the you show. called me and told me like, hey, they're doing a day in the life of I think it was Jessica Hahn or something. Yeah, like that. he said I think we'll do Jessica Hahn, and you had already set it up for you know. For I set it up job. with the porn stars, you know. What yeah, I mean? and, and listen, I'm not taking credit no, for I doing the, the day in the life, but I created a day in the life of a porn star, and they no, but for he six months for hold on for six months we went back and forth. Me and Doug Goodstein went back and forth. You know what I went through. Yeah. I spent six months of my life putting that together, and then they just sort of blew me off and didn't even pay me a penny, Mom. I no, mean, that, I that's when I that's when I sort of lost my respect for the Stern show and Howard. Well, you, know, you you kept saying, "Did Howard hear it? Did Howard did it?" Because you sent, didn't you send him like a yeah, no, a I video emailed, and well, all that? Email, oh, yes, yeah, and videos, emails. Yeah. I, we tweaked the video. Me and, and Robert Sanchez tweaked that video over and over. Six months we tweaked yeah. the video. Yeah, well, I know. Okay, and so and I remember you kept saying, did, "You kept saying, did Howard hear it or see it? You know, let him decide." You know, and, and they heard it, and he heard it. And by the way, in one of my emails that Doug sent me, he said, "Yeah, uh, Howard got it. He likes it. We'll, we'll talk about it later in the new." It was like towards the end of the year, towards uh, 2006. It was, he was like, "We'll talk about it next year." And then we actually went to remember I went to Vegas and, and did one with uh, Howard TV. They brought they brought their crew from New York, and I brought my crew from Los Angeles, and we actually did one a day in the life in 2007 at the AVN Awards with one of Howard's people. So, I mean, that's when I felt betrayed by the Howard Stern show. Well, that I mean, right. I put my ass on the line. No, that I mean, was, that's the only thing I didn't like about Howard when he, when he, when he made that remark about, you know, how, how great they've come up with yeah. this idea. And, and then remember that he did not deny the whole thing. Remember my last phone call with him? Yeah. What's day in the life? What, what are you hey, talking Doug, about? Hey, Doug, what are you talking about? Hey, yep, Doug, yep. what's day in the life? What are I you know. talking about? I don't. And, and he, he even announced it. You heard it because you, you called me. I, I, I was listening to the show and I heard him say that. I'm like, what's he talking about? Yeah, and you called. Jessica Hunt. Right, but you called me and told me about it. He's always doing a day in the life, Gary. I'm like, what? I'm like, really? I mean, you know. And, and he, he, and he complimented his crew for doing it. Right. And then That's he, what really and, got And you know what? The other thing, too, is they didn't even, six months, it, listen, they would have paid me a couple, even a couple grand. A couple grand. Say, hey, Gary, you know, we like the idea, but we're, we're going to go in a different direction. But here's here's a couple grand, even even to five grand, too. He had just signed an $800 million, five-year, $800 million contract, Mom. Okay, and couldn't give me a penny after I laid my out, and then still wanted me to do those interviews. And you know how much I made that one year at Sirius that I worked for them a year, year and a half, but the one year I, I fully worked for them, I made eight thousand dollars for those interviews. I mean, come on, man! Really? He could he could have thrown me it. He could have thrown me at five grand. Say, hey, Gary, thanks for the hard work. I know you spent six months on well, it. He, Here's well, a couple. He, well, he said he, you're his hero. So oh, yeah, well, hey, that's you know a big what? deal. He can kiss my ass. All right. Well, that was a big deal for him. <laughs> all right, we got to run. Hey, thank you so much okay, for coming. Was, was it torture? Was it torture? Yeah, it was. It was torture. Come on, you know it wasn't torture. You're like this. It's the first time I've seen her smile in a day. <laughs> She's like, I want to get the hell out of here. You and Scott are total chaos, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love. Love you, Mom. Love you too. You're a great woman. God bless. God bless you too. All right, it's Control Chaos. You guys have a great day. It's